the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. media i'm streaming live on facebook and i think also on uh, some other medias like uh, uh youtube and uh, god knows what else i clicked all the buttons so we'll see what happens At any rate uh i uh have been watching a little bit of the convention and uh, not very impressed it sounds like everything i grew up listening to that were evil and bad and the police are mean and ugly and uh, we need more social welfare and all that. But apparently that's what's playing well with some of the younger people and uh, some of the quote, quote, uh, minority communities. I'm not sure that we have minority communities anymore. Everything's getting pretty mishmashed from what I can see. But I think that with the Republican convention coming up this week, uh, we're going to see a more hopeful message. Now, by the way, they're going to stick with their 2016 platform because they were concerned about getting together and uh, in, in this time of pandemic and, and having some problems with transmitting the virus. And, and they also agreed that there wasn't a whole lot to tweak, although the president wanted to add some, some to it, but apparently he was voted down by the Republican National Committee. At any rate, it's a hopeful message. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But one thing I want to come back to, uh, again, I say to my Republican party friends and uh, colleagues, if we don't address health care, we're not going to be able to hang on to the House or the Senate. So I think that, as I said in 2016, that this is going to be a pivotal issue. And we saw what happened in 2018. And the reason most people were upset and voted for the Democrats was because of health care. At least that's what the pollster said. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. But here's the problem. The cost of some items like insulin have gone through the roof. They're up almost double since 2000 in price. And uh, they're getting out of the reach of, of some of our patients who rely upon insulin to control their diabetes, as you know. And without insulin, some people will not live. Now, adult onset diabetes, we can treat that to a certain point with medications that will stimulate what's left of the pancreas to make more insulin and also help the body use the insulin in an effective way. So these are things that we can do, but there comes a point where uh, you 
no longer have any insulin left, your pancreas is exhausted in type 2 diabetes if you live that long. And then we end up having to give you insulin as well as other medications to help utilize that insulin in your, in your tissues in your body. So because type 2 diabetes is a little bit different than type 1, it's not only decreased insulin, it's an inability to utilize the insulin by the peripheral tissues in the body. But type 1 diabetes is just a, a pancreas that's no longer functioning, so there's no, no insulin whatsoever. So what is the story here? Well, you've got middlemen pushing up the prices. You've got these pharmacy benefit managers who are getting uh, rebates from companies for buying their products, and that brings down their cost of operation, but not necessarily bring down the cost of the medication that they have negotiated for. Also, the, the companies like Eli Lilly and Sanofi that make these medications are utilizing their patent abilities by tweaking these medications a little bit more so they can keep it on patent a little bit longer. Now, that uh, is questionable questionably ethical when you're dealing with something like insulin. Now, if you're dealing with one of these designer drugs like the uh, monoclonal antibodies, I can see trying to keep it on patent as long as possible because of the uh, tremendous cost that goes into development and marketing. But with insulin, we need to do something uh, and we need to do something fast to help people out. Whether this is a serious problem or not, it's perceived as one. And I know that uh, Roger P. Shulman had asked me about that before. And so the, the, the problem is that you've got the pharmaceutical manufacturers who are increasing their prices for the reasons that I have said, and the, uh, the middlemen who are pushing up the price because they're uh, trying to make a profit for their business. And then it goes out to the retail pharmacies. And uh, of course, they have to make a little bit of money to stock this stuff on their shelves. Now, there's a, a, a generic out called Relyon, R-E-L-I-O-N, and it's uh, on the market. It can retail for $24.88, bucks, uh, or $42 per box for the 70-30 pins. The 70-30 is an old formulation of a long-acting and a short-acting insulin put together. And I think that uh, this is uh, from uh, the generic arm of Eli Lilly. So you can get that at Walmart relatively cheap. I don't think you can buy it over the counter anymore. It used to be that you could go in and demand insulin if you were a diabetic. Uh, you could The pharmacist had to fill a prescription for you if you were out and you couldn't find a physician. I don't know if that's still true, though. Uh, but at any rate, there are options, and this is a problem, and I do want to uh, I do want us as Republicans to address this. The uh, cost of drugs, especially of the, of the newer genetically engineered designer drugs, uh, what can we do to help people with that? The, uh, the cost of generics has come down tremendously, so things are much, much cheaper overall. But people perceive uh, an expensive health care system when they see the cost of insulin for uh, for one of the genetically engineered insulins to be in the several hundred dollars to thousands of dollars per year uh, for a patient. So we need to do something about that. And I think that the president has some ideas. Uh, 
can he push his party to that? We've got some very conservative Republicans in the Senate who don't want to uh, interfere with the private enterprise system. But I think that in order to hang on to what we have gained, we're going to have to make some concessions and uh, throw a bone, and especially in terms of the public health care that, that we uh, should be offering to people. And we do already. I mean, we have a tremendous amount of our federal budget that is spent on Medicare and, and Medicaid and the CHIPS program. Uh, and you say, well, Medicare, we've paid for that. Well, that's true. Well, you know, Medicaid, in a sense, is also an insurance plan that we're paying into with our 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 uh, tax dollars, our uh, payroll taxes, which include uh, Medicare and Social Security taxes. So I think we have to think a little bit more about how we're going to fund these programs, and it may call for everyone to pay a little bit more for their Social Security and Medicare uh, payroll uh, taxes. And, and I don't have a problem with that. I'm a, with the president that we need to cut the income tax and we need to keep the income tax low for both individuals and corporations. And I'm with the president that we need to keep the capital gains tax low, too. So for me, uh, that, that is a meaningful uh, aspect of the platform. And I think that the president needs to hammer on that and make some some promise to the people that we're going to address health care in a meaningful way and lay out some plans. We need some plans. You know, we we heard a lot of platitudes from the Democrats. We know what they want. They want socialism. They want uh, internationalism. They want a smaller military. They want less police. They want more social workers. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And they don't believe in American exceptionalism, which uh, Republicans do. And I think that we have to continue to tout our exceptionalism because we are still the uh, the, the last great uh, bastion of uh, democracy and freedom in the world. And although there are other democracies in the world, as I've said many, many times, there's none like ours. So that's the story. Now, um, I wanted to turn to my friend Reg, and Reg had... Reg is a Democrat, of course. He's a doctor, and he had said to me that there are kids dying from the COVID virus. And so I went to the state website and looked it up to see how many kids have died in the in the state of Florida uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. And I think it's eight, eight or nine so far have been reported to the uh, State Board of Health. Now, there may be a lag because death certificates take a few days to be completed by doctors. But uh, let's say that there's 10 or less in Florida under the age of 15. I think we had the youngest uh, last week. You guys may know more about this, Ken, living over there in the Hillsborough area. I think there was a six-year-old uh, girl who died from, purportedly from the coronavirus, COVID virus. Yeah, I did hear something about that last week, yeah. And and I think that, uh, that you know, it's a, it's a pity any time a parent loses a child, you know, we've our hearts go out to them. But in the in the great scheme of things, Less than 10 kids in, what, six months of the pandemic, six months plus, uh, in Florida have died from it. That's a pretty small number. That's pretty minuscule. And, uh, you know, I say to my friend Reggie, I said, you're thinking like a doctor. He said, yeah, I am a doctor. Each individual patient has to count. And that's what we have to think of when we have on our doctor hat. But when we have on our public health hat, 
or our societal hat, we have to think of how much good have we done in uh, decreasing uh, the deaths from the uh, coronavirus. And by the way, my sister, I talked to her this week. She's uh, working on her migraine headaches, and she said that she thought there was a thousand deaths or more a day still uh, from the coronavirus in the United States. That number has not been there since oh, a month ago, since July. The, there's not a thousand a day. It's, you know, it's under a hundred a day that are dying now, and less and less. I was talking about this with uh, Ramona, one of the doctors uh, that I'm friendly with at the hospital. And, you know, Ken, we uh, we know how to treat it now. We can we can get you early and we can cure you. Now, if you're really old and sick, you have a lot of comorbidities, it, it doesn't matter whether you get coronavirus pneumonia or whether you get influenza pneumonia or whether you get pneumococcal pneumonia, your chances of dying are pretty high. They're pretty high. So depends on your comorbidities, your age, uh, your pulmonary abilities, your ability to clear secretions, your heart functions, and all these things come into play. But we've got the medications. We, we know what to do. We're, we're treating people early. We're treating them quickly. We're treating them heavily. And that is a message that I think we need to send out to people that you don't need to be as afraid as you were but you do need to be cautious. And again, I go back to the mask. One of my patients, this is pretty cool, Ken. I had a patient, um, I'm starting to pick up a few more uh, telemedicine patients from Tampa. And uh, they are concerned and they didn't want to come into the office. And I said, that's fine. We had a telemedicine conference and they're seeing a doctor over, a few doctors over in the Tampa area. So they're going to shoot me their lab work. But uh, we had a, a, a really good uh, in-depth history taking and review of symptoms uh, over the internet with the face-to-face, and it worked out very well. Uh, it's a tremendous uh, uh, asset to the practice of medicine, especially in a time of quarantine, and I think that uh, it will continue to expand. But one of the questions my new patients asked me was about the mask, and they they were concerned because when they go out, they wear a mask, they wear uh, goggles, they wear gloves. They're they're being very, very careful. Uh, and I said, it doesn't hurt. Uh, how much it helps to wear goggles and gloves, I don't know, unless you're really in close contact with people. But certainly the mask is a tremendous uh, asset. And another reason that the number of cases are dropping uh, rapidly is that people are more and more putting on the mask. Well, he said he was washing his mask in the washing machine. And you know, Ken, I told everybody early on, I guess I didn't reiterate this enough. Uh, probably Joe knows because he's so smart. Um, but I think that people need to understand that if you put those masks, those cloth masks in your washing machine, you're going to stretch the pores of the material. You're going to stretch the fabric uh, microscopically and they won't be as effective. So rather than washing them, Dip them in isopropyl rubbing alcohol and let them dry out overnight. So at the end of the day, when you're done with your mask, dip it, let it sit out and dry, and the next day it's ready to go. Nothing kills the virus better from what we have found than isopropyl or uh, ethanol, the two alcohols, the two simple alcohols. Ethanol is what we drink when we have a cocktail. And uh, isopropyl is what we rub on us. You know, you get at the pharmacy rubbing alcohol, they call it. Uh, bring down your fever and clean off things. I use it 
as Joe knows, I use it in the uh, in the studio to clean up the contact ends of all the different plugs I have to use. So that's a common thing to use. Well, what is the death rate uh, now? Uh, what are the weekly deaths? Let me see if I can find that for you. I know I have that here somewhere in my notes. Are we talking just Florida or the country in general? Uh, the country in general. I, yeah. I had a I had a chart where it showed the number of deaths per week, and uh, you know, last week they were, you know, a hundred, a hundred deaths or something like that. They were a thousand a week uh, back in July, but they're down around a hundred or less a week now. So we'll probably see a bump, Ken. I think we'll see a bump in in uh, September when the kids go back to school, but. Th- to me, that's not unexpected, and I think that the benefits of getting the kids back to school and getting this virus out into the community uh, so that we have a firewall until we can develop a vaccine is uh, very important. And as I said last week, we just need to protect the, uh, the people who are vulnerable, those with pulmonary disease, heart disease, diabetics, uh, autoimmune diseases, cancer, on, under treatment for certain diseases. And, and we can do this. We can do it safely, especially with the kids. So I think that the, the best thing we can do at this point is to get back to uh, school, get the kids moving. Uh, we can try to practice social distancing and mask wearing with the kids. It's not going to be easy. And we're going to have some kids die. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We're going to have uh, probably a several hundred kids die across the country from the virus under 15, under age 15. Okay. Kids are going to die anyway. I mean, you know, it's like saying, well, there are uh, 30,000 car accidents, uh, car deaths a year from accidents. And so what do we do? Do we, do we not drive in a car, get in a car, Ken? No, we try to make it safer, right? Absolutely. You you mitigate the risks. Yeah, you mitigate the risk. We develop seat belts. Uh, we've developed uh, uh, anti-lock brakes. We've developed airbags. We've developed uh, uh, crunch bumpers and the cars, the accordion cars. That, have you seen the F-150s when they're in a wreck? They look like a, an accordion when they're done, but the cab is okay. Yeah, the people don't look like an accordion, so that's good. Yeah, That's good. And, and you know, the other aspect of this is that uh, the, the drunken driving laws and the vehicular homicide laws have gotten tougher. People are going to jail. We're getting the bad drivers off the street. And so this is how you do it. You don't stop driving. You don't stop getting in a car and going places. You, you fix it. You mitigate it. You, you make it safer. So this is what we have to do with the virus as well. And this is the same thing that we've done with the flu virus. We didn't stop going to work with the flu virus. We developed vaccines for it, and we uh, figured out ways to isolate those who were sick. Uh, the use of masks is not new. That was being done back in the 1918-1919 pandemic as well. Have you seen some of the pictures from I, that era? Yeah, I, I have, yes, as a matter of fact. It's pretty cool. It I is. Mean, it's pretty darn yeah. cool. And I, I think that uh, we're, we're at that point with this epidemic that we're going to have to step up and uh, behave a little bit more like adults and a little less like scared children. I'm seeing more than that, more and more of that as I go out. More people are wearing masks. Yeah, and I think that they're they're being more rational and less fearful, too, and yes. saying, well, you know, 
it makes sense now because now everybody understands this is a respiratory virus. And if I have on a, a properly made and fitted mask, um, I should be relatively safe. Nothing's 100 percent, but it's better than a kick in the you know what. I have not been back to a movie yet. I'm not sure when I'll do that, but, you know. Uh, I hear that they're opening up the theaters. Yes, they did. For like 15, they had like a big opening. At least one of the chains did. For 15 cents, you go see a movie. <laughs> it was like a 1930 price special. And then, uh, what's it, Russell Crowe's coming out with a, a new... Uh, yeah, I think he's new, got the big A new movie Buster. that's going yeah. to be released. Right, I think that's the big blockbuster for this uh, grand reopening here. So, yeah, but I've been back to a theater, so I'm not sure how safe it is or when I'll do that. But I wouldn't discount it completely. I'm sure they've taken some appropriate measures there. So get out, but play it safe. Get out, yep, get out. So in Florida now, we've had over a half a million uh, positives. That doesn't mean that that's all there are in terms of uh, COVID nineteen cases in Florida. Uh, or people who have the virus, but that's what we have uh, at this point and of those who are tested. And I think we've got, let me see how many deaths we have. Deaths are about 10,000 now. That's not a big number in a state of 22 million people. That is not a big number. I mean, it's unfortunate. And, you know, the Democrats are, are putting out all these ads about how I lost grandma and, you know, playing the, the, uh, the uh, violin, uh, the sad songs, and uh, Chopin's funeral dirge and all that. But, I mean, you know, we're doing pretty darn good. We're doing pretty darn good, given what we started with uh, at the beginning of the year. We have come a long way. So I'm really, uh, I'm really pleased with where we're at and what we're doing. And I think that we're going to continue to... Uh, beat this down uh, we have the ability and did you see where the president is going to announce uh, what he believes to be a new uh, therapy for the for the virus that's going to be a yeah, great benefit I've been hearing a little bit about that what's it involved though exactly do you I, know? I don't know i haven't had time to research it and he didn't call me and discuss it with me so uh <laughs> really no kidding He's, hurt he's my missing out. Too. He's missing out. He, he, he hurt my feelings. <laughs> what about the Russian vaccine? I hear they're starting to give that one out now. To like 37 he, people took it or something like that. Yeah, I think that it's probably just the same as the, uh, it's the same thing that Oxford and, uh, and uh, AstraZeneca have developed and are marketing. They probably licensed it to uh, the Russians and the Russians said, well, we're not going to, uh, or Putin said, we're not going to bother with our FDA testing this. We're just going to use it. It makes sense. <laughs> okay. Right. And uh, which is good, Ken. I mean, okay. it's good because you want to be a guinea pig or you want a Russian to be a guinea pig? No, I want, no, I don't want to be the guinea pig, but okay. Then we'll let the Russians do it. That's right. Vladimir, go right ahead. And then we'll <laughs> give it to Joe and let's see if it works on Joe. <laughs> and if it works on Joe, then it's safe for the rest of us. Well, I'm waiting for that vaccine. I'll be one of the first in line. Right behind you, Doc. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hear all the all the women in the hospital, they're all, oh, I'm not going to be the first one to take that. Well, their immune systems are a little different, so maybe they have a point. But I'm like, I'm in the front of the line. I'm knocking down anybody that gets in the way, whether they're 100 years old or, or five years old. <laughs> Dr. Bill is first. All right, Doc. Great. Is that wrong? No, no, no. Self-preservation. 
Self, yeah, that's the first law, isn't it? That's the isn't first it? law of life. That's right. Isn't that what I always say? <laughs> right. Can't help anybody else. You help yourself. So it's getting close to a break. You got your bladders full, Ken. You got to go, what? honey. <laughs> You need a, you need a, Ken's got his hand up, teacher, <laughs> Dr. Bill, I got to go pee-pee. <laughs> a break might be a good idea, Doc. All right, we'll go to break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the convention and about where the Democrats and Republicans stand. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Hang in with me, guys. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Some very bad weather moving into the Gulf of Mexico. Tropical Storm Marco is already there, heading for a possible landfall on the Louisiana coast as early as tomorrow as a hurricane. Meantime, Tropical Storm Laura is over Hispaniola. It's following a track forecast to take it to the same part of the U.S. coast later this week, also as a hurricane. It would be the first time two hurricanes appeared in the Gulf of Mexico simultaneously, according to records dating to at least 1900. Demonstrators with helmets and shields clashed with police in Denver late yesterday. News outlets say nine people were arrested. Fireworks were shot at the officers. An American flag and a tree were set fire. And protesters returned to the streets of Charlotte, North Carolina yesterday to demonstrate for a second night as GOP officials gathered there for the Republican National Convention. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser. Doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727-545-9674. Balance of nature. Changing the world one life at a time. Every year I go in to see my doctor. She says, whatever I'm doing, it's working. 
just had my physical, and the doctor says, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So My primary doctor, she couldn't get over how much better I was doing. She said she'd never seen anything like it. My doctor says, keep it up. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. The doctor said she noticed when she first saw me that I was really progressing better. So I think it might have something to do with the nutrition that I've been getting from you guys. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code RESULTS. Take AM860, The Answer, with you wherever you go with our mobile app, TheAnswerTampa.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Larry Elder explains how the president can't win in the media. Why isn't Trump using his powers to mandate a national standard for addressing the coronavirus? Because that would make him a tyrant. On the other hand, whenever Trump tries to exercise his authority on immigration, oh my goodness, he's a dictator, he's a tyrant. Weeknights at 6 on AM 860, The Answer. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Intervals of clouds and sunshine today with a thunderstorm in the afternoon with a high 92. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low 77. Some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy with a thunderstorm in the afternoon and a high of 92. And Tuesday, another thunderstorm around, cloudy with a high 91. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. We're... Taking it to the streets. We're not going to be told what to do anymore. We don't want no Democrats micromanaging our lives. Now, do we, guys? So, by the way, I was talking about the statistics, and I found it in my notes here. Uh, the week ending 8-15-20, this is from the CDC, uh, there were a little under 500 deaths uh, from pneumonia that involved the uh, COVID-19 virus. Uh, overall, there were 1,600 pneumonia-related deaths. So uh, the numbers are dropping dramatically. The last uh, month in which there were 1,000 a day uh, in terms of deaths was, uh, gosh, it was back in back in the spring, back in April. So my sister is wrong. God bless her. Um, she won't like me telling her that. You know that, Ken. That will... <laughs> That will get her. <laughs> you, you have an interesting relationship with the uh, siblings, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> At least she talks to me. Well, that's good. Well, she calls me when she needs something or when she's really lonely. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm just a no good, low down, dirty, rotten Republican. <laughs> hey, did you see where where Bannon got indicted? I mean, I, I'm I've not never sure. Heard for, of, I'm not sure for what, but I heard he got indicted, Joe. Yeah, but for uh, uh, for taking money from a crowd fund that he uh, said was for the private donations to the border wall uh, that he apparently, or supposedly, he used it for his own personal interest. I've never even heard of anybody being uh, uh, indicted for anything related to crowdfunding. I mean, I, that, that's, that's such a loose thing anyway. How do you, I, I don't know. I don't know, but you're right. I don't think I ever have either. He says it's just a political hit job, well, and uh, he's probably that, right. A lot of that going around. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. So we'll 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 say he's innocent until proven guilty. 
Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Let's. <laughs> is that in the Constitution? I, under, I understand it is. Yeah, that's the, the whole idea there. You have to prove so, the guilt, not your innocence. So, yeah. Well, that's why I live here in this country. Because if I if I acted the way I did uh, when I was in my late teens and early twenties, and in any other country, Russia or uh, China or God knows where, um, I probably would have been in jail for a few years. You and me both, Doc. And I don't look good in stripes. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, in Russia, they beat you and then they arrest you, which is, you know, it's kind of a good way to, to let your let the perp know that you're in control. We don't do that here. We're, we're much too kind. We we want to give you a hug and a kiss and then put you in handcuffs. So at any rate, so the Democrats, they had their their convention and uh, we've we've got some differences. The uh, bioethics and health issues, as you know, Ken, are a big deal, and everybody knows. Uh, they oppose all state and federal laws that prohibit or restrict abortion of any kind. Uh, I mean, I, I just am appalled that people say that they are uh, uh, for all lives, all lives matter, all black lives matter, but, you know, but they don't want to consider uh, an infant, a fetus, or an embryo as a human being. It's got all the elements of a human being, uh, you know, and, and it can feel and it can sense and uh, sucks its thumb and in the womb and all kinds of things. So uh, I'm, I'm really uh, on logical grounds. I'm opposed to this life longs for itself and we need to respect that. They also want to restore taxpayer, fu- taxpayer funding of Planned Parenthood. Uh, they support the repeal of the Hyde Amendment, which prohibits federal funds being used for abortion services. They oppose restrictions on medications for uh, medical abortions, non-surgical abortions. Uh, They want uh, uh, marriage to be between anybody and anything. We've gone from male and female to male, male, female, female. Uh, I don't know. Do you think it'll morph into humans and goats next or what it's, it's a little confusing to me I, I hope we don't start marrying the barnyard i really do <laughs> i mean i mean there's been some dogs that i really liked but i don't think i want to not, not marry that them. much that's no, right no. exactly <laughs> listen i i you know I, I guess i was awake during that class in medical school when they talked about uh, the reproductive system and you know the purpose of it and uh, basically from what I can tell, it's to make babies. I mean, yeah, it, it's fun, but I think mother nature made it that way. So we'd make babies. Yeah, I so may be that, wrong. No, I think you're on. I think you're right. I think that's a, it's an uh, initial uh, intent. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's what, yeah. what the initial plan was there. Um, uh, so at any rate, they want to make COVID-19 testing and treatment and any eventual vaccine available and convenient and free to everyone. The president's already done that. I mean, I, what, what the heck are they talking about? This has already been done. The president has made it so that the insurance companies have to pay for your test. And if you can't afford it, you can go to one of the public health uh, clinics and get a test for free. Uh, treatment is being given uh, whether you can afford it or not. We're taking anybody who comes and treating you. And when the vaccine comes, I'm sure it'll be universally available at least for the first round, at no cost. 
Uh, and if it is at cost, it'll just be for people who can afford it or have insurance. So I don't know what they're talking about there. Uh, they support expansion of telemedicine. Uh, what are you talking about? That's what the president did. They support treatment. Uh, uh, they support a prohibition on a on the rationing of health care that refuses uh, treatment or hospitalization to patients who are in desperate need. We've already got that as a law. It started back in the 70s with the Hill-Burton Act. My God, Ken, we cannot refuse somebody who comes to the emergency room and needs to be admitted. Well, they knew, they heard, they knew they'd heard somewhere, so they... Yeah, you know, I mean, there's... Uh, they want to reopen the Affordable Care Act, which yeah. drove up health care costs by, what, triple? I mean, we're paying, I don't know, five or $10,000 a year for Zeke's health care insurance, and he's got a $10,000 deductible. Yeah, that's insane, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, this is... The, <laughs> This this is not health insurance. No, this is this is a this is a sounds protection like a, racket. Sounds like a money grab. Yeah, it's... they support increased funding for health and medical research. Hmm. Uh, what are you talking about? This the the uh, the bills that have been passed over the past two decades, the accountable cost bills that have come into play, have been ratcheting down the federal budget on every every department. And so I don't know what they're talking about. The president has some discretionary funds. He shifted those over to the CDC and the NIH, but they're trying to make a big deal out of this. Uh, also, by the way, they oppose the lifetime ban on blood donations by men who have been uh, test positive for HIV. So they want men who have tested positive for HIV to be blood donors. Um, well, I'm not now, sure that's I'm, a good idea, Doc. And people I, get HIV like that, don't they? I, that's that's well. I mean, that's what they taught us. Yeah, there's no vaccine yeah. for HIV yet, so no, because it's an intracellular organism and it's uh, transmitted cell to cell, so you can't get an antibody on it. And even if you did, it's inside the cell, so the white blood cells can't go inside another living cell in the body and and uh, uh, attack things. So I don't know. They, of course, the, we all know the Green Deal. They want us to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. They want to go <clears throat> all non-carbon uh, electric production, electricity production within 15 years. Well, I mean, first of all, that's just not feasible. That's nowhere you know, you, near enough time. No. No. It takes time to build the infrastructure. Uh, listen, if you buy a Tesla or another electric car, you can go across the United States, but you have to be very careful and you have to take certain routes because there's a limited number of recharging stations available. By the way, we have two at St. Pete General. You didn't know that, did you? In the parking lot, they installed a couple, did they, for you? They did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're not free now. you got to use your credit card. Ah, of course. Nothing's free in this life. Don't. No. <laughs> you no. know that? No, nothing's free. Now, listen, the Democrats support eliminating carbon pollution, and they also uh, support zero, net zero greenhouse gas emissions. Does that mean I have to cut down on eating beans or what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> and what is the charge for that? I, I, I just don't, I don't really, really want to know, I think, Doc. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know either. <laughs> And they want an environmental justice fund uh, so that they can go after these 
rich people who are polluting more, except for uh, what's his name, who was the fat man that was the vice president under Clinton, uh, Gore. Yeah, he uh, he says he's he's a uh, green that he's bought more trees so he can run his forty thousand square square foot home and air condition it and uh, fly on his private jet and he's not polluting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so they also support the Democrats banning new oil and gas permitting on public lands, and uh, they want to stop fracking, and they want to basically they just want to take away anything that would uh, power anything uh, except for I think they they're recruiting mice to run on a little on a little treadmill machine that'll turn a generator. I think if they get enough down there at the Hoover Dam, they can at least get one of the generators going again. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It would probably take several take million. Some caribou to do that. Big caribou. Might take some. Yeah, yeah, get some caribous. But I don't think caribous like the desert. Probably do they? not. No. Uh, so they want criminal justice reform, and they want barriers removed that uh, formerly incarcerated people. Uh, who have a criminal record that they get full benefits of society, including they get to vote. And we've done all of that. Oh my God, I'm being called in the middle of my show. That's... Hang on one minute. Uh, Dr. Nath, I'm in the middle of a radio show. Bye. Hope it's not an emergency, Doc. Hope it wasn't uh, an emergency. So. Well, if it is, it'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> What's more important, my public well, or some poor slob dying in the hospital? I got to tell you, right now you're public, I think, at the moment. I think so. <laughs> That's quite the call signal you've got there. I know. I'm going to yeah. turn the volume down on this because he's going like to pester though. the crap out of me. So I'm in the middle of a radio show, and he's calling me on my cell phone. Dr. Nath, if you want to call me on the radio show, we're at, at what are we, 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. Oh, oh, listen, the, the, the Democrats want to support measures to increase diversity among the ranks of police departments. My God, most police departments have a, 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 a more than percentage-wise representation of blacks and Hispanics on the forces. What are you talking about? I mean... I know the St. Pete police, I know they've got more than 15% of the forces black or Hispanic. Come on. What is it? Yeah, I don't see that as a problem across the country. No. You know, they support eliminating the use of cash bail. So you can just go out on what, with what, no what, bail. What, what, you just walk out? Yeah, you just you, you go you know you shoot somebody you go in you get arraigned and uh, judge says uh, well we can't post bail I mean we we can't put bail on you so uh, you're free to go unless I remand you and you know you probably didn't mean to really kill him so All come right. back to court next month <laughs> that's a new one I mean I heard I had not heard that one yet Doc so. now they oppose imprisonment for failing to pay fines or fees uh -huh. now th that that uh, I think that that does deserve some some looking at some merit because of what happened. Uh, remember over in Missouri with the uh, in Ferguson uh, with the guy that was he had warrants out for him because he owed money for traffic tickets, and uh, he got into it with a cop and got shot, and there were riots over that. Well, that's a little and, different. Traffic tickets. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that uh, that we need to take a look at that and see if we can work out something where we don't have jail time because you got a lot of young people who are uh, out late and misbehaving and they get tickets and because uh, they're speeding and they can't pay them, they can't afford them, so they just throw them away and all of a sudden there's a bench warrant, an arrest warrant out for them. Yeah. I had that happen to me with a barking dog. Did I tell you about that? No. <laughs> I, we had... I'm sorry, Ken, go ahead. No, I'm saying, tell me the story. How did, how did you get... How did you get in trouble with a barking dog? We had a dog, and he was barking all the time. We had a doggy door, and one of the neighbors just couldn't take it, and we were both at work. And uh, so they called the uh, Gulfport police who came out, and they sat outside the house for several days. And finally, they came and gave us a ticket, only they gave it to Her Highness, who thought it was a warning, and she just stuck it in a drawer. And, well, it was, (laughs) you know, a ticket for me. So I didn't show up to... uh, or I didn't pay the fine and I didn't show up for the hearing. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. We're coming back from the Turks and Caicos and the uh, immigration and naturalization, you know, the border <laughs> guard. They pull me aside. They say, uh, you're Dr. William Handelman. Yes. Uh, he's looking at his computer. He says, there's an arrest warrant out for you. I said, for what? And he's reading. He said, barking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so I called a, I called a criminal lawyer. I said, what do I do? And he said, ah, just turn yourself in. So I turned myself in. I went over to the county, uh, out, uh, county jail, and uh, they fingerprinted me and mugshotted me, and the girls were all laughing. You know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, why am I doing this? And so I called one of my buddies who was an ex-cop. He's now an ER physician. And he said, no, Bill, you do not want to do that. So he gave me the name of another uh, uh, criminal attorney, and she got me out of it. Of course, it cost me 2500 bucks. And uh, the, uh, she talked the DA into dropping the charges because, you know, that would be on my record uh, as, a, as an arrest. I'd have to explain that every time I reapplied for staff privileges. I'd have to go before the state board and explain to them. And they've already laughed at me once. I it's a pretty good, there. funny story. I was... I wouldn't mind yeah, doing it. something to tell. <laughs> yeah, but, and I'm still getting pulled out of line when I come back from being overseas. Uh, I'm still getting pulled out of the line, and and you know the guy says, uh, "Do you have an arrest record?" I said, "Yeah, barking dog." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Go on." <laughs> and I'm thinking, I got the geos, I've got the fast pass, and I'm still getting pulled out of line for that <laughs> damn dog. <laughs> the wife loved that dog to death, though. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so they want a national registry for officers who have abused their powers, police officers. Well, that's what the Trump administration said. I mean, they're just stealing all the thunder from these guys. Discrimination and racial issues support ending discrimination on the basis of race, ethnicity, uh, national origin, religion, gender, uh, gender orientation. We've already got that in place. I mean, what are they talking about, Ken? What are they talking about? They're, they're dredging up things that have already been solved. Uh, they want to increase the child independent care tax credit. Well, isn't that what the president's been doing? I mean, I thought that's what he was doing. He's, he's saying we got to increase the, uh, the tax credits here, and we got to give everybody a tax break. And, and he, he said we're going to uh, uh, stop the payroll tax until the end of the year. Uh, what, what is it that the Democrats are coming up with new here? 
Have you heard anything? Nothing. No, but to tell you the truth, I didn't watch one, one second of the convention. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, you know, I mean, this is this is this is part of my job as a responsible. The rerun. It's summertime. You're yeah. running reruns. Yeah. Yeah, on homelessness, they support a housing-first approach to ending homelessness. A housing-first uh, approach. Uh, what, is, uh, what the heck does what? that mean? Everybody gets a free what? house? Well, apparently so. And we had a priest, and I think he was a little bit crazy, and he had one of these uh, one of these uh, government-supported houses down here in Gulfport, and he was a patient. He never bathed, and he, oh, man, and he was always complaining about his residents who were basically just bums on the street. I knew several of them, had taken care of some of them in the hospital, and, uh, you know, they came and went and caused trouble, and they were drunk and disorderly and, you know, peeing in the yard in residential areas and just being a nuisance. So this is what they want. They want to put these kinds of, quote, quote, halfway houses uh, in nice neighborhoods, Okay, and then what? What do we do then? What do we do when these guys are are knocking on our door in the middle of the night and uh, you know harassing our women and and destroying our property and going through our garbage cans? You know, I've chased bums out of the garbage dumpster at my office. I had to go and tell them to get out of the dumpster. They're in the dumpster. What the heck are you doing in the dumpster? He was looking for scrap metal. Well, why don't you just ask me? I'll set the scrap metal out by the side of the street. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, my staff goes out to throw the garbage away at the end of the day, and there's some bum in there. <laughs> You're scaring the nurses. You're scaring my people. Yeah. Uh, and let's see, they support federal and state legislative act- efforts to make uh, revenge pornography uh, what is this? Revenge pornography, something or another, and other unauthorized dis- disclosure of intimate images, a civil and criminal offense. What is revenge pornography? Is that when you post your wife's naked butt because you're I, mad at her? I think you're, you're along the same line. Yeah, right there. Hmm. And is this is this a national crisis? I'm not sure how is, big a problem. I've heard it before, so it's not the first time I've heard this, but. I mean, have you had anybody complain to you about that? Me, personally, no. And, uh, you know, why would you let your boyfriend uh, uh, film you anyway? What are you, crazy? In this this day of social media, you don't know where it's going to end up. That's the basic question, right, exactly. Don't do that. You know, come on. Some of this is just uh, poor judgment on the part of, and so what, what are we doing? The Democrats are trying to protect people uh, with poor judgment. From themselves, yes. Yeah, from themselves. Thank you. No, we'll take it to the street. As, as the Doobie Brothers says, that's right. So this is a real assault, and of course they don't want God uh, mentioned in any of our uh, national uh, anthems or pledges of allegiance. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a big believer in in some ultimate being that looks kind of like me, only got a big beard and you know a little better looking little older than me though uh but for god's sakes we have an amendment that says you can practice religion so uh, let's assume that that uh you believe in god or gods and that you feel that that's an important aspect of your life and it brings you uh, uh some some sense of of, of of purpose and gives you some calm gives you a moral code 
What's wrong with that? No, absolutely wrong, nothing at all. Nothing, nothing. at all. Nothing. No. What's wrong with saying I pledge allegiance to the United States and one nation under God? You know, I mean, come a lot of people, uh, I think the people uh, over the time, over the past few hundred years, they have missed what that was all about. It was not originally intended to keep religion out of the state. That was that separation was intended to keep the state out of religion. Out of, yeah. Yep. And somehow, somewhere along the way, it all got reversed or equalized. And now you can't have either in any place. But it's on the money. I always trust my money. And it says, in God we trust, so I trust it. Well, I, I think that money is, is good, and uh, I trust it. And I could use a little bit more. If you have some extra, can you can just send <laughs> yeah. it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I like what the, what the Republicans are saying. They're saying American exceptionalism. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with American exceptionalism? What's wrong with thinking that we have something really great and it's worth preserving and fighting for? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that... Uh, uh, the First Amendment, uh, preserving our religious freedoms and rights, uh, uh, our right to assembly and to free speech. And I don't mean assembly without a permit and then burn down the federal courthouse. Although I, I, I understand those feelings. I've had feelings about burning down a few things in my lifetime. But, you know, I didn't. That's the thing. You have to have some internal reserve. And that's where we're back to those who don't have good judgment and uh, poor impulse control. We have to protect them. From who? Who are we protecting them from? Again, themselves, I guess. Yeah, but the, but the, <laughs> how does that help me? <laughs> well, nah, I don't think they're too worried about you. Mm -mm. You can take care of yourselves, you think. Yeah, well, supposedly. But, you know, the Second Amendment, if somebody breaks into my house and I shoot them, are they going to haul my skinny little butt out and hang me or what? I mean, I, I don't get that. We don't have the right to defend our property. And I think that uh, freedom of, uh, of speech and freedom of press and freedom of religion and freedom of assembly, uh, all of these go hand in hand with uh, the freedom to protect ourselves, to uh, to own property, and uh, to uh, have a private enterprise system. I don't have a problem with some of it being regulated, uh, but not too much. The overregulation does nothing but uh, hinder the uh, creativity of the human spirit. And so the uh, Republicans want to cut down on, on the federal red tape. That's fine with me. Uh, they want to promote uh, the family unit, which is fine with me. I think that's a good thing. Minute and a half. Uh, we want a message of hope. We want education for all that's affordable. We want academic excellence. We want choice in education. Uh, college costs have been driven by the federal government interfering in colleges anyway, so let's get get the government out of that. And there's a whole host of things that we stand for that I think are good. Forget about the president. Let's stand for our ideals. And if he's the man who's leading the charge, well, then we're behind him. Uh, doesn't mean we're in love with him. It just means that we are supportive. We're getting close to the end of the show. It's been really nice being with you guys. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how much fun it is. Again, I just... I don't know when I'll laugh this much. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> we have a good a, time here on a Sunday. We have so. a good time, man, and I hope everybody else does too. So uh, you join me next week, and let's get some music playing. Let's get out of here, man. What do we got, 30 seconds? 
All right, put some music on. I'll do a little humming as we go. Taking it to the streets, baby. Taking it to the streets. Oh,